You are listening to the Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm Meryl Arnett, mama, meditator, and co-owner of Sacred Chill West. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a 20-minute guided meditation. Be sure to listen to the end of today's episode to find out how you can join the next virtual meditation class for free. Welcome. Happy Monday. Happy May. I'm so happy to start a new meditation series with you guys tonight. And this series comes about as almost every series I do does, uh, which is through random synchronicities that always just seem fitting and fun. And so this particular synchronicity was in the span of about a month, I had three different people from unrelated parts of my life recommend to me three different books about witches. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't call myself a witch. I don't think I'm a particularly witchy kind of person. And so I thought it was really interesting that people kept calling out these witch books to me and being like, you should read this book. It's really good. You're going to like it. Okay. And so the first one I read was gifted to me. It was The Once and Future Witches by Alex Harrow, which I will say is currently perhaps my favorite book, like spectacularly beautiful. And what sold me on it was the NPR review, the book review from NPR. And I'm just going to read you a paragraph because I want to give you just like a touch of context for where we're going. So the book review begins, once upon a time, Alex Harrow wrote about three sisters, also suffragist, witching, folklore, flawed alliances, and alternate America and women's work. She gave the second novel many gifts, charm, grace, gorgeousness, feral wonder, clear vision, ardent heart. She gave it history, awareness of injustice, and the will to survive it. And so it went into the world to seek its fortune, inviting readers to settle in, to sigh with pleasure of finding a not-to-this, not-to-that, just-right story. And in this story, she writes of what's needed to cast a spell, And she defines it as the words, the will, and the way, which I found really lyrical and beautiful. And it was woven in a lovely way through this novel. And as I was reading it, I just kept almost hearing or seeing these little snippets of how that shows up in a meditation practice. And I don't necessarily think of meditation itself as magic. I tend to really think of it as a practice, something that I devote time and energy to in order to move deeper. But I've also noticed over the span of a decade plus that there is meditation, I'm going to say on the surface, which was like the very first way I understood meditation to be which is the ability to view your thoughts and the way your mind works without being lost inside it. And there is complete value in that. I mean, if you never went any deeper, you would gain tremendous value just from being able to witness your own thoughts. And yet over time, what I've seen is there are untold layers under that of depth where experience becomes, I think, more visceral, 
more intuitive, and does in some ways feel a little bit like magic. And if you have practiced with me long enough, you know I'm sort of one of those people who's like, chakras aren't really my thing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go too mystical. But it turns out it's a little bit of a lie. <laughs> I'm a little lying when I say that. I was saying that for many years, I think, because I never really had a tangible experience of it myself. I had read about it in books. I had heard about it from other teachers. But I couldn't speak from a place of truth in my own body. And yet, as I have practiced and felt my own practice drop, drop into these layers that are a little bit deeper, there is truth in some of these more mystical practices. There is truth in some of the wisdom and the intention that rises out of our meditation practice. And so I thought it would be really fun just to explore the words, the will, and the way of a meditation practice, right? The magic of a meditation practice. And so tonight we're going to start with the words. Like what are the words that we say to deepen a meditation practice? And now in a totally unrelated witch book, which I am also currently reading, A Discovery of Witches, the author writes that magic isn't about the answers. It's about asking better questions. It isn't about the answers, it's about asking better questions. When I think about words, the first thing that comes to mind to me really truly is intention. What are the intentions that we place upon our meditation practice? And we're gonna look at two different layers of intention tonight in our practice. The first, again, is to me the more surface layer of intention. The most basic example of this, when you meditate with me, I begin every meditation by saying, now is my time to meditate. And that's not lip service. It's not rote. For me, that phrase holds tremendous power. And I hope it does for you too, right? On, on the most basic level, it's calling our mind, our body, and our heart here into the present moment, into the practice. Pay attention. And I think on deeper levels, it is calling out to the internal and external energies that surround us and support us. And it's saying, hey, I'm going to meditate. Support this. I'm willing to listen. I want something deeper. I'm here. Give it to me. Yeah? So this is intention. But we really can even take intention a step deeper. And when we do, intention becomes something called sankalpa. So sankalpa, the way I was taught it by Tracy Stanley and Chanti Takarante Perez, sankalpa is broken down into two words. Kalpa, which means the rule that follows, and san, which means the highest version of truth. So sankalpa is the rule that follows truth. It is in essence a vow, a commitment, a statement calling forth our highest truth. Okay? This is a deep, heartfelt desire. So I've worked with maybe 
four, I think four sankalpas over time. The last one, the one I'm working with right now is the one I've had the longest. And it's been a little over maybe eight months that I've continued working with this one. So it's not that it's a one-time thing that you find and you never change. It's something that I think is layered. And so although each of mine have been different in some way, they feed off each other, like helping me to discover that deeper truth more clearly. And Ashanti, if you don't mind me using you as an example, two classes ago, you so beautifully shared with us that you heard in a meditation, I belong to myself in the universe. That is a crystal clear example of a sankalpa. Crystal clear, like came in meditation, heard it. It is a deep truth that is true in the present moment, okay? So a sankalpa is not, it's always in the present moment. It's not something that we're like wishing for ourselves in the future or we have to change 50 things about ourselves in order for it to be so. It is a spoken truth. Mine right now involves um, calling out my divine feminine and stating that I am infinitely creative. And these are things that I both believe to be true and wish for myself to forever be true and continually unfolding, right? So when it comes to discovering these words, the words of the sankalpa, right? Uh, The commitment to our highest truth, there first and foremost has to be a willingness to listen. We have to be willing to sit down and listen to what shows up. And that sounds so easy on the surface, but I think in all truth takes deep courage. Because we don't know what we're going to hear. And what if your deepest truth confronts a bunch of lies you've told yourself your whole life? That could be uncomfortable, right? If your deepest truth says that you are indeed enough and you spent your whole life believing you aren't, That takes courage to shift that narrative. So a willingness to listen, a willingness to not only listen, but to call in that messenger to say like, if you let me hear this, I will listen. I will not disregard it. I will feel it. I will honor it. I'll trust it. And then third and finally, it asks us to be willing to do. Because so often when we make a bold statement of truth, it's saying you can no longer hide behind some lies, right? If your statement of truth is saying, I have power, then you gave up the right to act powerless, right? It's saying now you have to do something with this truth. And so sankalpa is big. It is an evo- It's almost a practice unto itself, I will say. Something that is not only on the meditation cushion, but out in your life. So if your sankalpa is working with belonging to yourself or divine feminine, It's not just sitting down and saying, 
I embody divine feminine. But it's also walking through the kitchen and paying the bills and responding to emails and saying yes or no to various requests. It's constantly with us and asking us to work with those energies. So we're going to practice. And our practice tonight is creating, I I hope, this willingness to listen. And if you are in a place that is particularly stressful, like you just had a tornado go down the road a mile from your house, or you had a million things to do right before you sat down to meditate tonight, tonight might be a night of listening to a lot of sort of stress being released, a lot of busy thoughts, and you might not drop into that deeper place where you're hearing heartfelt messages. And that's okay. We can return to this meditation as many times as we need. It doesn't always happen instantaneously. And quite honestly, often I find that the real, um, the real truth comes out in the journaling afterwards. So journal afterwards. Okay. So some, some of you might hear something very clearly that you want to think about and feel through. Is this, is this the rule that follows truth? Is this my commitment to my highest truth? And some of you might have to try it several times, many times, two more times, I don't know, until you drop into the place where that willingness to listen and that willingness to invite in what listening asks of us, when that lands fully, that's when we start to hear. And if you're not sure, work with what comes up. One of my favorite practices, I'll say this real quick and we'll meditate. One of my favorite practices for getting to the truth of things comes from my friend and partner, Octavia Rahim. And so she always advises, you know, when you're working to like uncover a real truth, you can't ever just trust the first thing that comes up. So if you're like, why, why am I meditating? And let's say the answer is less stress. That's a nice, obvious one, right? Beautiful. That's real. But highest truth, probably not. So what you do is set a timer. I like five minutes. I think it's long enough. And then write why. Why am I meditating? For less stress. Why? Because I feel overwhelmed at work. Why? Because I took on three extra projects uh, with an overlapping deadline. Why? Trying to get this next promotion. Why? Looking for more money. Why? So I can buy that house. Why? You keep going down, right? Why? 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 Because my parents will be proud. Why? Because I want to feel loved. Why? I want to belong. You feel how you're dropping deeper and deeper with every why. So if you feel like you're on the surface, you're not getting there, try that practice of Keep going until you're like, I got, I'm at the bottom of the well. There's nothing else for me to answer here. And then do two more. And then you got something good to work with. Okay, let's practice. Go ahead and find a comfortable seat. Let your hands rest onto your lap. And take a minute just to see your surroundings. See the room that you're in. 
And as you acknowledge where you are and when you are in space and time, you can let your eyes drift closed. And you feel your body settle into its seat, whether you're seated on the ground or in a chair. Inviting yourself into a position that feels comfortable and supportive. Feeling the hands rest. And when you're ready, taking a nice full inhale in. Opening up the mouth, release a sigh. And we'll just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. And allowing your breath just to flow. Maybe even just feeling the ease of these first few breaths. And we start with the words. Silently to yourself. Now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. Feeling that speak directly to your innermost self and equally out to the universe as a whole. Allowing your body to drop a little bit more fully into its own seat. Making sure that you're not holding yourself up. making sure that you're not bracing against your practice. But rather you're softening into. Feeling all the edges of the body just soften a bit. And yes, the spine will stay tall. And the crown of the head reaching up and back. But everything else might feel like it's gone a little fuzzy. There are no clear edges anymore. A smooth, broad expanse of the face. Maybe sensing behind muscle, behind bone, there is space. 
rigidity and strength of our shoulders just for now gets to melt. Noting what you can let go of. Feeling that same smooth broadness across your chest. Not just across your chest, but through your chest. And soft and expansive down through the belly. Noting, as always, that lovely little dance between expansion and contraction as we breathe. And now as we breathe, we'll bring all of our awareness just inside the nose. So that as you breathe in, you're feeling air move inside both nostrils. And as you breathe out, you're feeling the air move out from both nostrils. And we'll imagine here as we breathe that every inhale is drawing two streams of air, one inside each nostril, up, up, up until they meet at the point between the eyebrows. And from that point between the eyebrows, you breathe out the air moving back down and through both nostrils. An inverted V with your breath. Inhaling through both nostrils all the way up between the eyebrows. And from that center point, exhaling out and down both nostrils. If you choose, you could visualize the air as two streams of light. Every breath in, drawing energy 
light and awareness in and up. And from that midpoint in the brain, you're exhaling that light and energy right back down. Let's do this for just about another minute. And now we'll shift the awareness of our breath. So that as you breathe in, you're drawing that air all the way up into that space between the eyebrow and down into the heart. And when you're breathing out, you're breathing out from the heart, straight out. So in the nose, right up between the eyebrows and down to the heart. And from the heart, right out into the room. Just about a minute. Feeling energy and light move between that midbrain and the heart. Gradually, all this energy will just ask to stay at the heart center. When you feel ready, you'll feel yourself simply breathing in and out the center of the chest. 
as if every inhale was moving directly through the chest to the center of the heart. And every exhale from the center of the heart out through the chest to the room. And it's here that we invite the words to come. We'll be in silence for just a few final minutes. Letting the breath move in and out of the heart. And simply listening to what's here today. Gradually pull your awareness back right inside the nose. Feel these next few breaths as they move in and out, perhaps a touch deeper. 
Letting that movement, that texture and sensation reawaken you to the edges of your body. And you might move into your fingers and your toes. Feeling again the edges as well as the space around you. And then palms will come together in front of your heart like a prayer. You'll rub your palms together. Rub until you've got some heat and some friction. Let those hands get nice and warm. And when they're hot, you'll stack one hand and then the other right atop your heart. Taking one last moment to simply breathe and feel that warmth, that energy move through fabric, skin, muscle, bone. Right into that place that knows. Let's take one nice deep breath together, inhaling in. Exhaling out a sigh. When you feel ready, you can let your hands fall away. You can let your eyes blink open, releasing your practice. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Minute. If you're enjoying these episodes, consider joining me for the recording of this podcast every Monday night during my live virtual meditation class. If you tune in for the live class, you get the bonus content that isn't included in the podcast episodes. There's always time for Q&A, and there's always the chance to connect with me personally. I would love to see your faces. And better yet, if you leave me a review of this podcast, screenshot it, email it to Meryl at MerylArnett.com. You get your first class with me for free. Email your review to Meryl, M-E-R-Y-L at MerylArnett, M-E-R-Y-L-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Get your first class for free. You can find out the schedule, how to register, all of that good stuff by going to my website, MerylArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.